Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. Hey, everybody. I'm excited to be here. I'm actually this week. I'm in California. I'm here. uh, I met with my speaking coach. We just crafted a whole new keynote and I've got a little speaking engagement while I'm out here and I'm doing so many things. And so it's so great for me to feel like I'm here in the morning, even though it's like it's like afternoon time, Um, but it's still my morning. And I, I what a great interview. And there were two pieces of that interview that kind of tie into what I was going to talk about today. And I love when that, when that happens, it seems like we're all on the same page. So for those of you who don't know me, I'm Rita Goodrow. I'm a business strategist. I'm a success coach. I'm a professional speaker and I'm the founder of the all in entrepreneur community. And I really help business owners stop doing all of the things and learn how to focus on the most important things so that they get more clients and, make more money and do it while reclaiming their time. And while I've been out here, I've met with a lot of clients, I've met with a lot of people, and this this topic of support has come up. And I heard, you know, one of the questions around, you know, Glenn has been around so many people who have helped him get to where he is now. And what was really interesting for me is while I'm usually talking to people who are saying, I'm so lucky, I'm so blessed, I'm so fortunate, I have all of the support. And and much like we're all in sync here in this room, my client, I don't know if any of you have this with your clients, but like one client will talk to you and the next client is having the same exact issue and the next client is having the same, and it's like they're all synced up, right? Well, what's been really interesting is this week I've heard the opposite. I've heard Rita, I don't have any support. My friend, my partner, my family member, like they don't understand what I'm doing and they're really trying to talk me down and they're really trying to talk me out of it. It's really frustrating or it's not that they're trying to be talked out of it. It's like, I'm not getting the support from them that I need to get. I don't understand. I don't know how many of you felt like this, but I'm hearing this a lot lately. And I know I was there a while ago when I started my business, but it's, but Rita, I post something 
I post something on Facebook or Instagram and none of my friends comment on it when I post about my business. I'll post, I don't know, and this still happens to me to this day and I've been in business for eight years. I'll post a photo of my husband and guys, that'll get like 1,000 likes and comments and whatever. I'll post like something incredible that happened in my business when I post it to Facebook, to my family and friends and like it's crickets. It's like no engagement, right? So I've been hearing this from people around, you know, I, I post all this stuff. I do all of these things. I'm, I'm getting told, you know, all of these things and I'm not getting the support that I would expect my friends to give me. I don't understand why my friends and my family, et cetera, don't support my business. Sarita, it's so great that you're in all of these supportive communities that I hear all these people saying all about the support that they get, but what do you do, right? What do you do if you feel like you don't have that support? that you don't have that support that everybody is saying is so crucial and so necessary to rise, right? And so that's what I kind of wanted to talk about because running a business is hard. I mean, it's hard enough. Like running a business, period, is like, that's enough. Running a business is hard enough, but it becomes even more difficult when you have to deal with naysayers and critics who say things like what you're doing isn't real, uh, who ask you questions like when you're going to go get a job, uh, when they try to pull you away from your goals or your vision, when they talk you down instead of lift you up. Um, the people that you surround yourself, there's no doubt, we all know this. That's why we're here. It can make a huge difference to your productivity, to your ultimate success, and your business absolutely will suffer when you let fears and doubts of other people, fears and doubts of friends and fears and doubts of family become your own fears and doubts. But see, this ties into another thing I just heard Glenn say. Glenn was talking in his interview around the importance of taking personal responsibility. And taking personal responsibility is the hardest thing for anyone to do. And this situation is one of those situations. Because if all of this keeps happening, if people keep saying, well, when are you going to get a real job? If people keep saying, hey, what you're doing isn't real. If people keep saying all of these things, it may not be, and I'm going to give you some examples here, but it may not be a lack of support problem. That might not be your problem. It might not be that you have a lack of support. It very well could be a you problem. And so instead of say, staying like stuck in frustration, wondering why people you care about can't support your dreams, in that moment, I would rather you ask, why is it happening? And the key here is not to ask, why is it happening to me? Why is this happening to me? And instead ask, why is this happening? When it's happening to you, what you're saying is, I'm not a part of the reason why it's happening. I'm a victim of it. It's happening to me. But when you don't ask that and you just ask, why is this happening? Now you have to consider yourself as a potential part of the problem. But the reason that that's exciting is you are now a potential part of the solution. So the minute that you take responsibility for what I'm going to teach you, which is truly helping other people in your life understand your business, instead of assuming that they just should. I hear that all the time. Well, they should just help me. They should just be supportive. They just should dot, dot, dot. When you take responsibility for helping equip people with what they need to support you, then everything changes. And all of that energy that you're expending on convincing people that your business is real, that it's a real thing, now that energy can be poured into making it real, into actually building your business. When you back 
belief in your business with action, right? So when you have belief in your business and that belief in what you're doing and everything you'll achieve, when that is backed with action, then you're gonna be able to communicate and receive the support that you need to move your business forward. But people can feel overwhelmed with how to do that. Like it can be really hard. And I'm gonna tell a, a little personal Rita story here because I, I always do. But I remember when I first, so I was, I was a business attorney. I was a business and real estate attorney. Uh, and I worked in a variety of capacities, a commercial real estate uh, law firm, and I did, residential real estate, and I ultimately moved in-house for a Fortune 500 company for a government contractor. Um, and I was working for this Fortune 500 government contracting company for many years as their business and real estate attorney. Side note to that, I was running a singles group. I did this crazy thing where I went on 35 dates in 35 days. I'm not going to talk about that here. But because of it, I ended up quitting my job as an attorney and became a dating coach. Okay, so let me tell you that there is no bigger situation that you could create to have your family and your friends ask you, what are you doing? Why are you leaving this real career and this real job for this date coaching thing? And so this question of, well, when are you going to go get a real job? When I started that business, which was eight, well, it was 10 years ago, part-time, eight years ago, full-time. When I started being an entrepreneur eight years ago, I heard that question all the time. I don't know if anybody else has ever heard that question in their entrepreneur journey. If you're on stage and you have, you can flash your mics so people know they're not alone. But this week I heard people say, oh, you mean it's not just me? Because people ask me, when am I going to go get a real job? <laughs> when am I going to go get a real job, right? And they're like, and I'm so frustrated because this is a real job. I, I got in a, in a lift the other day and someone, the driver said, oh, are you going shopping today? And I said, what? And they're like, well, your husband's working. Are you going shopping? And I was like, no, like I'm going to a very important meeting. And I said, I do this thing for my business. And they're like, oh, your husband must make a lot of money. Your husband must make a lot of money for you to be able to do this, like as a business. And I didn't, I didn't want to expend the energy to say, I make like four times what my husband makes. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, I just didn't want to get into that argument, but I get it. When are you going to get a real job? I still hear, my mother took me out. I'm not kidding. We went out like a month and a half ago. It's been eight years. She's like, when are you going to go back to being an attorney? Aren't you done with this yet? When are you going to go back to that? Right. It seems like no matter what I say back in response to that, my family and my friends, especially back then, couldn't or wouldn't understand what I did for a living. And I would get things like, oh, well, Rita, like they would be getting together to do things. And it would be, Rita, what do you mean you can't come out and meet us? You don't have responsibilities anymore. You don't answer to a boss anymore, Rita. Why can't you just like come out and like hang out with us? Or my mother, definitely. But people would be like, hey, Rita, since you don't work, since you don't work, could you just like go pick this up for me? Could you go pick your grandmother up from the airport? <laughs> could you go do this thing, Rita, since you don't have a job, right? Or why can't you be the one to do this, Rita? After all, you have your day free. You have an entire day free, Rita. Of course you can do it. Or surely, Rita, you have time to go do this, right? Because, or, or what did you do all day, Rita, when the laundry piled up, when the dishes were in the same place? Right? Like, well, Rita, what did you do all day? You don't have a job, right? At first, I was really frustrated and I was put out like by all of it. Because again, running a business was hard. I had to deal with all of these critics who kept telling me that what I do, what I was doing, it, it wasn't real. 
and they kept asking me and trying to do all this stuff to pull me away from my goals. They were talking me down instead of lifting me up, right? And I'm sure we have all been there before. But here's the thing, when it kept happening, I stopped and asked myself the same question I did that made me go on 35 dates in 35 days, which was all of my relationships had come to an end. And the only thing these relationships had in common were that they ended and me. And in that day, I thought, well, maybe I'm a part of the problem. <laughs> maybe. Don't go crazy. I was. Spoiler alert. I was the exact reason all of my relationships kept crashing and burning. But I, I had the same feeling here. The only common denominator in all of the different situations of people who were naysayers and talking me down around my business, the common denominator was me. So I knew I had to stop asking, why is this happening to me? And ask, why was it happening? And I had to take that personal responsibility for why they weren't understanding what I did. And when I put that question under a microscope, the reason became really, really clear. It was not for me a lack of support. That was the problem. It was a lack of communication problem because I was minimizing my own business. There was a lot of subconscious stuff that was going on, leaving the life of a lawyer to become a dating coach internally, right? Internally, I felt all kinds of ways. This is what I noticed. I barely ever talked about my business at the beginning to anyone other than to say I had started one. When I did talk about my business, I would tell people my title but I never talked about the value, the impact, the results that I produced. I would say things like, I'm so excited that I get to work in my pajamas now. And I was, this is again, eight years ago at the beginning of my business, right? Now I get up, I get dressed every day, right? But at the beginning, it was like, oh yeah, I can work in my pajamas. I was talking about, I could sleep in till 10 a.m. I didn't have to get up for the 6 a.m. meeting anymore. Um, I remember posting, I went back to some old posts eight months ago about how I, you know, I was working so hard all day long. I hadn't even taken a shower that day. Um, or I was like, I love my freedom. I love my flexibility. I can go out to all these happy hours at a moment's notice, right? Like I would return when my friend, friends and family, when they would text me during the day, I would text them back. When they would call, I would answer. I wasn't taking my business seriously when I just started it. Because internally, subconsciously, I was having a lot of imposter syndrome problems. I was having a lot of my own issues around leaving a corporate job and believing in myself and believing that this business was a business as a dating coach. But I wasn't taking it seriously. So why on earth would it, was anyone else? Like, I wasn't making it easy for people to understand clearly what I did every day because I wasn't clear about what I was doing every day or who I was helping or how I was helping them. So the minute that I had that revelation, instead of just assuming that people should understand what I was doing, right, I was able to take responsibility and I became more productive because I did take that energy that I was spending on convincing people that my business was real and I just made my business real. I had to believe in my own business and I had to back that belief with a lot of action. And that allowed me then to step into being the person that could easily communicate the support that I wanted to get. I was just working with a client on this the other day because this is kind of what spurred this whole thing. A client called me into a session and she was like, Rita, I need this bonus session. I'm really upset. My husband and I just had another fight. He's not supporting my business. His negativity is impacting my productivity. And I hear this from 
women entrepreneurs a lot when their husband isn't an entrepreneur and they don't understand entrepreneurship, women start getting to the point of, should I get a divorce? Like I hear this more than you would think. Should I get a divorce? Should I leave my husband? He's not supportive. He doesn't understand. And so I said, well, what is he doing? I'm not a therapist and I'm not going to be like a divorce coach or to divorce or not divorce, but I want to understand what you're talking about. And she said, look, every day he's saying, well, what did you do today? What did you actually do today? And he's always asking me, did you get clients? Did you make any sales? Did you make any money today? Um, he was dropping phrases that she said, let her know it would be okay if she decided to give up the business to go back to work. He was like, it's going to be fine if you want to quit. It's fine if you want to go back to corporate America. And what she felt was he didn't believe in her or her ability to be successful. And that was making her feel really hurt and frustrated. It was making her feel unloved. But the truth was he did love her. And it was exactly for that reason he was asking and saying all of those things. It is a natural instinct for people who love you to want the best for you and to be worried for you when it seems like things aren't going in that direction and when it seems like things aren't working out. And so I dug in with her and I got even more details and it became very, very clear that her husband was supported and his actions and statements were, I believe, 100% justified. When he came home and he would ask her, how had your day gone? She would tell him about everything that didn't go well. She would say, here's what didn't happen today, right? Here, because that's what she was focused on. And guess what? What well, we focus on expands. Here's what I didn't get today. Here's what didn't go well. I had all these sales calls, but no one hired me, right? Like I had all these calls and I gave all this value and I spent so much time on the phone. And like, they all said that they loved what I did and not one of them hired me. She would tell him about all the tasks that she didn't get done because there was too much on her plate and she was overwhelmed. She would talk about the networking meeting that she went to. That was another waste of time, another wasted networking meeting because she didn't make any connections. She would talk about how she posted on social media and she wasn't getting engagement and nobody was engaging on her post. That's what she was telling him at the end of her day. He, he basically had front row firsthand seats to all of her breakdowns as well. She was, she told me, yeah, Rita, honestly, I'm having breakdowns like all the time, crying about money. I'm worrying about how I'm going to pull in my portion of the money we need to pay the bills. Right. So he was firsthand witnessing that he heard all of her stories about other business owners. She had no problem telling him about everyone else who was making money everyone else who were, who were getting clients and she was comparing herself and she was frustrated. She's like, they're getting everything and I'm not, and I'm working so hard and I'm getting nothing and witnessed, you know, he witnessed all of her frustration that it wasn't happening for her, even though as she told him, I'm doing everything, I'm doing everything I can. So when he did try to like kind of dig in on his own and find out more about her business and her vision for success, the conversation was shut down. She would have a breakdown. She would start crying. She didn't want to talk about it because she felt all kinds of ways. And he was left in the dark. It wasn't because she was intentionally trying to keep him in the dark. She didn't know how to answer his questions about her vision and what she wanted for her business. She couldn't even define what success looked like in her business other than I need to make money and get clients. And she wasn't getting money and making clients. She had no other way of like describing the success she wanted. Her husband only saw the bad because that's all he was shown. He felt uncertain about her business because she had no clarity. She had no clarity around her vision and strategy. He felt, he felt invalidated because she was dismissing his concerns as irrational. And he felt really isolated because he wasn't being included in the bigger vision driven future 
of her business. And when, and here's the other thing, when she did have a win, and I don't know how many people have done this before. I know I did at the beginning, but when she did have a win, when she, when she would gain a little bit of traction in her business and he would try to celebrate it, she would downplay it saying, ah, that's not really anything big. So if it was like, hey, honey, like I saw you got three comments on that post, right? After complaining for two weeks about getting no comments. She'd be like, yeah, but I mean, that's not like really a big thing. It was just like this one person I know. And like, I don't know, it was just a fluke and and whatever. Or like, hey, like you get asked to to speak. Yeah, but it's not really for the right group or the right people or the right, like she would downplay her wins, right? Explaining why it wasn't worth celebrating. And she did that because she had a major case of imposter syndrome. And that was keeping her from fully believing in her business. So we're right back to where we started at the beginning. It was that lack of belief that kept her focused on what was not working because your brain will always try to prove you right. If you go on a date, my old date coaching days, if you go on a date thinking this isn't going to work, your brain will find every reason why this guy or girl isn't a good fit for you. 100%. You choose with his mouth open, like talks too much, whatever it is, your brain is looking for evidence to make you right. So she didn't believe in her business. And because of that, her brain kept her focused on all the evidence that made that thought right. And it left her rooted in scarcity. It left her rooted in comparison. And she could advocate her responsibility for why she wasn't achieving success. She was unable to celebrate her progress because acknowledging it would set her up to fall. It would set her up for a fail. And she was already anticipating the other shoe dropping. So she couldn't celebrate progress. So until she believed in her business, and was clear on the value that she brought in her vision, there was no way her husband could believe. Until she acknowledged it, her husband wouldn't see it. So that's what we worked on, was creating a way that allowed her to have a strong belief in herself, her work in her business, and we created a strategy to back that belief with action. And I'm gonna tell you a few of those points because then she had the clarity and confidence that she portrayed that was mirrored back to her by her husband. And she felt very easy to communicate and receive the support she needed. And that allowed her to actually grow her business. In fact, I went back and looked, her business increased by 75%. She was uh, able to hire an assistant. She got asked to contribute to Forbes. But the most important thing was her marriage strengthened because he became an advocate for her because she equipped him with what she he needed to be able to do that. So how, like, what are some of the points, right? What are some of the points? I'm just going to say this, like, again, that my friends aren't sharing my products on their Facebook page. Hey, my friend hired somebody else instead of me. My family doesn't listen to my podcast, like whatever it is, unless you hired your friends and family as your marketing team. I just want you to know this, your friends, your family, your partner, they are not obligated to promote your business or to use your products or to attend your events. Like they are just not obligated. That was not what made them your friend, family, or partner in the first place. And therefore it should not be a condition of what keeps them in your life. Now there's a difference between being a toxic person and a person just not sharing or using your products or services. But it is normal and healthy to want people to support you in what's one of the most exciting endeavor endeavors of your life. So a few ways that you can do that. Talk about the value you provide instead of your title. So instead of saying I'm a digital marketing manager, I'm a social media manager, say something like I help e-commerce businesses get found online so that they can make more money and compete against big box stores, right? Instead of I'm a social media manager because then people can easier connect with the results that you give to other people. Talk about the value and the results. Don't talk about your title or what you do. Explain it. Tell a story about it. Illustrate it. 
Don't, number two, don't minimize your business. Celebrate your progress, not just the goals you reach. Celebrate the actions you take and the progress and celebrate them openly so people can see and celebrate them with gratitude. Your progress is not just a little thing and it's not something that happened out of the blue. Celebrating it helps other people see that things are working and it helps kick your imposter syndrome. Sorry, I couldn't say that phrase. Kick your imposter syndrome to the curb. Number three, treat your business like a business. Wake up and shower. Get out of your pajamas. Have a dedicated workspace. Set your phone on do not disturb. And, and when you're working, don't let it disturb you. Set a schedule and honor it. Others will start thinking of what you're doing in a more business-like fashion because of this, but more importantly, you will see yourself as more trustworthy, credible, skilled, and more of an authority. The next step, be clear on your vision and your strategy to realize it and communicate it. Include the people who matter to you in the vision. Help them understand the steps that you're gonna take to turn it into reality and what they can do in a tangible way. Make it tangible to support you as you take those steps. Those are the things that you can do. Talk about the value instead of what you do in your title. Tell stories, illustrate it through stories. Celebrate every little freaking action you take, not just the goals, every action and do it openly in your social media. Celebrate it with gratitude. And remember, it's not out of the blue. It's not just a little thing. You took actions to make all of these things happen. Treat your business like a business and get crystal clear on your vision and strategy and then communicate it to the people in your life that matter and include them in that vision. Show where they live in that vision. Let them know and then get them on board to take tangible steps to support you. You can watch the kids on Thursday at five for me so that I'm able to do this, right? Like I, you could help by taking out the garbage every night instead of me. You could help by, you know, calling me and asking me this question on this day at this time. Just until you believe in your business, it is gonna be harder for others to believe. And if you just aren't clear on all of this, a vision and the strategy to realize it, other people will feel uncertain. If you don't acknowledge your progress and success, other people won't acknowledge it either. So you have to act as if it's already here. You have to show up as the person who already has it, where things are already going the way you want. You have to act as if, not fake it till you make it, that's different. This is acting as the kind of, making the decision and talking about the things and wording phrases in a way as a person who has that success. If you do that, you're gonna be able to get more support. So I really wanted to talk about that today. So that is what I wanted to say to you today. Uh Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.